You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke, and I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what is up? You know, not uh, not much. It was a rather uneventful Halloween. Watched mm-hmm. the movie Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, found out that there are actually three movies called Halloween, all in the Halloween film series. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's what I got. What's up with you? Uh, not much, man. Uh, went to the Vikings game last night. It's, oh yeah, how was that? Uh, it was horrible. I hate. The, yeah. I hate the Vikings. It was fun though. It was a really fun time. They did a nice job, like just overall, like Sunday night football. But um, it was a horrible game. And like Cowboy fans, like they're similar to Yankees fans. Where like I don't know where they come from, and they just all are so very yeah. entitled. So there was a woman next to me, next like sitting at the game last night, and she was just rather obnoxious. Mm. Um, and there's nothing worse than being at a sporting event like by someone who's cheering for a team irrationally, but like doesn't really know what's going on. Like she wasn't really cheering for anything sometimes. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. So that annoys me, but whatever. Um, we had a fun time. Educated sports fans only around Kyle, please. Yeah. It's, I just get salty. Um, it's fair. Yeah. Um, well, Julian, the wolves are coming off, uh, of a loss on Saturday. Well, I guess by the time you're listening to this, it's probably Tuesday. So you probably know the results of Monday night's game against Orlando, but, um, just for this podcast sake, we can't predict what's going to happen in that game. So, um, close game against the the nuggets. I wasn't able to watch as much as I would have liked, but, um, I mean, I, I it was on the TV in the room that we were in, but, um, Wolves pretty much leading up until like the third and then the Nuggets mm-hmm. kind of came back. But like, I think they were up by like 14 at one point. Um, the Wolves actually went into the game as favorites at home. Um, I think there was some, you know, curiosity of whether Jokic yeah. would play, but he did. And the Wolves still should have won. Like, no, 
they they still should have won that game. But at the you know, the Wolves are still three and two at this point. Um, like it, if you're going into the season, you probably have them beating the Pelicans twice and the Rockets, mm-hmm. and then losing to the Bucks and Nuggets. Uh, just one of those wins are flipped with with the uh, <clears throat> Bucks win and then the the loss to the Pelicans. So it's whatever. Um, but Julian, for I guess for this podcast, we're going to uh, preview the upcoming week and then. Um, there's an interesting article in the New York times. They did an interview with Kevin Garnett and there's just a few things that I want to touch on there for the second half of the pod. And then later this week, it'll be a juicier pod with, um, hopefully another guest. We had Chris Hine on last week. Um, and that was a really fun pod. He, uh, you know, that, that one's a little more evergreen. He just talks about like the, the team being a little different this year. He talks about Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez and Mm -hmm. maybe what that means for the long term. um, you know, I guess where the team will be. And then uh, he, he he actually has some really good points on like the Gerson Rosas thing and him getting fired and like being a journalist, but not necessarily being able to report what you, mm-hmm. uh, what you know, what you know, just because of, uh, you know, j- journalistic uh, standards. So um, listening to that, that was fun. Um, you know, whether you can do it this week or next, I think it's, it's again, it's pretty evergreen. Um Julian, let's preview this week for the Wolves Monday night, tomorrow night, um, or tonight for us, uh, last night probably for you if you're listening or early tonight, in the tomorrow night, last yeah, night, it's whatever a, it is. You, you, regardless, you'll know the results. Um, Jalen Suggs returned home. Um, he was the fifth overall pick in the draft, went to Orlando. They need a point guard. He struggled this year, but who hasn't struggled is Cole Anthony. He's played really well. So um, I think the Wolves are eight and a half point favorites in this game. So should definitely be a win. Yeah. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop with Cole Anthony. It just hasn't happened yet. Um, so like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Maybe he's just good, but yeah, the magic are horrible. So this should be a win. It'd be so magic ish. If like, they were like, Oh, we finally need a point guard. Then they actually had one. And then Jalen Suggs doesn't, I mean, what would be really Timberwolvesy is if Jalen Suggs like goes for 30 tonight, you know, like, yeah, this is this is the game right where he he comes out and it's like oh actually he's not a bust maybe we shouldn't have jumped to judgment after four games and it's against the timberwolves and it's against timberwolves um and then on wednesday friday they have two games against the clippers both at home um the clippers maybe they're not very good they're one and four right now um losses to the warriors grizzlies blazers good teams they also lost to the the Cavs, who might be a good team we don't know yet um Paul George has been really, really good. 27 points per game. Um, but I don't like, I, I guess I wish I would have done this before when we were making like our, our preseason playoff predictions. And I think I had like the Clippers as like the seventh or eighth seed. Maybe um, the rest of this depth chart does not look very uh, good because, you know, after Paul, it looks really, really thin. You have Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard and Eric Bledsoe are like the next options. And it's, that's kind of gross. Not and then, you want. And, they, you know, obviously they've been good, so they haven't really had any draft picks, so they don't really have yeah. any, like, young guys they can develop or, like, oh, yeah, like, we got this guy who's, you know, top 10 pick or was a lottery pick. Um, they don't have that, so. Um, yeah, didn't they trade one of their picks for Kennard, maybe? Could be. What did, what did they move for Kennard? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. We could, don't really care. Could be true. <laughs> um, yeah, so if the, the, if the Wolves can go 2-1 and one this week, um, they're probably going to be favorites in all three games. Yeah. Um, that, that's a really good week. And all of a sudden you're, you're five and three, um, which, which I, I hate to say it because 
like watching them play every game five and three still seems like a disappointment early in the mm-hmm. season. But if you would have told me the Wolves started off five and three in their first eight games, I'd have been very, very, very happy yeah, with that. Right. So um, I guess like just some observations over the, 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 the first half of the season or the first half, the first uh, mm-hmm. like five game stretch, six game stretch of the season. Um, and Chris Finch alluded to this in Saturday night's loss to the, the nuggets. Um, the, the team has to get Carl Anthony Towns more touches. And, and this is a two way street. So um Cat is averaging 16.6 shots per game. Um, his effective field goal percentage, which combines two pointers and three pointers. So it's not, it's not true shooting percentage, but his um, effective field goal percentage is 62%. That's 17% better than Russell, who's shooting 0.2 more shots per game than Towns um, and 16% better than Edwards, who is shooting 22 shots per game. Um, yeah, so you, you basically have to get Towns more looks, uh, but, but, when, when I say it's a two-way street, I mean that, um, Julian, you might be too young for this, but Carl has to get Carl more looks too. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. so do you, I, I don't know if you remember this or like whether you watched it or if you read about it or heard about it later, but there was a point and I forget when it was, people can probably look it up, but there was a point where the Lakers, and I think this is where they were like, maybe not the good Lakers, like right after Shaq left, I think it was like Kobe was kind of dealing with like mm-hmm. those shitty guys. Um, and they were, basically talking about how Kobe was taking too many shots. And then Kobe did this thing where he averaged like 18 assists per game. Yeah. And like, nope, for like, I remember this. like a three game stretch. And I think the Lakers lost every game. Right. And he was basically just like, okay, so what do you like? What do you want? Like, do you want me to pass? Cause I can, but like, we're not going to be in a better yep. position. So with Carl and I don't know this to be certain, but on Saturday against the nuggets, it looked like he had opportunities to be a little more aggressive than he was. And I get there's certainly some irony there because during the first few games of the season, we were like, dude, you got to chill. Like you are just being like all over the place. Um, There's certainly a balance between being aggressive and being out of control and like and playing outside of yourself. And, you know, this this is something Carl's dealt with his whole career. Yeah, he's like trying to find that balance of he should definitely have six more shots this game and the balance of, okay, why is he doing what he's doing? Like, you know, why is he uh, going into triple team and throwing up a shot and flailing his arms and getting an offensive foul? I mean, he has to figure out how to be aggressive in the way he plays without, as I mean, as you said, like losing control, but also just like without being, I don't know. It's very hard. It's kind of hard to explain. It's like when you watch Carl, it's like he's either so passive that he's t- trying to get people involved and he's trying to get people involved, but it's like him being passive, like puts more pressure on his teammates because the opposing defense doesn't have to worry about Carl being aggressive, which is like opposing defenses should always have to worry about Carl. Yeah. You know, if, if that's not the case, then something's gone horribly wrong. Um, but then, yeah, like sometimes when he's, it's like then when he is being aggressive, he's like trying to take every shot and also like complaining to the refs a lot and like mm-hmm. really, really trying to get fouled. Um, yeah. So he just kind of has to figure out the aggressiveness without losing this strategic element of the game, I guess. No, I think that's right. I think, yeah. And, and like, certainly he needs to get more involved because I don't want to take anything away from him because 
he is the most efficient player on the Wolves roster. Yeah, I mean, he should be the best player on the team. So he, he just needs to figure out, and like the coaching staff needs to figure out, like how to like best right. utilize him. Um, you know, and then because like part of it too, it's like yeah, like you know, I don't know, I don't know if you want Anthony Edwards taking twenty one shots per game. Like I'd certainly rather have that than having like D'Angelo Russell take twenty one shots right. a game. But like. I think like Anthony Edwards after that, that, that loss to the Pelicans kind of said it, he's like, well, we're going to take the shots, but like we need to do other things to get our other teammates involved. It's like, basically these guys, these three guys are going to take 70% of the shots. Yeah. Um, and like in my mind, you just, the, the hierarchy needs to be there. And like whether by the end of the year, that means Carl and Ant are taking 50% of the team shots and Edwards is kind of grouped into everybody else or, uh, sorry, Russell's grouped into everybody else. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's happening though with Russell. No, I don't. I think like, I don't think so. And I, and I don't. I mean, we're kind of hard on Russell, but I I think there's an argument that it shouldn't, right? Like, uh, there's. I don't think it's the number of shots that Russell's taking that's the question, right? It's like the quality of shot. Like, if he could take 16 good shots a game, that would be fine. You know, he's a pretty good shooter. So, it, it's just like when he's jacking up contested threes in like early shot clock or, or, you know, there's just like yeah. these shots he takes that he shouldn't, but whatever. No, I agree. Um, yeah. So something to watch this week is just to kind of like figure out how that vibe goes between Carl, mm-hmm. like Carl, the efficient, like player that doesn't like plays within himself and the offense, but is still aggressive and versus the Carl that ignores all the shots that he should take yeah. because he's trying to prove a point versus the Carl that, forces everything because um he's just in a certain mood so something to watch for um with that we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. the nba is back and at DraftKings sportsbook an authorized sports betting partner of the nba the key to victory is a strong starting five new customers can bet just five dollars on any nba team to win their game and if they do you win two hundred dollars in free bets so why not make your roster washington 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 and oh yeah how about my friend Washington? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 years old or New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Julian, this will be a relatively short pod, but, um, I found this interesting. There's really not any news around the league per se, but, um, I thought this was interesting. So Kevin Garnett was interviewed by the New York times. I think the, uh, article Mm -hmm. came out over the weekend or maybe late last week. And I, and maybe I was absent from Wolves Twitter, but I didn't see this really It didn't really circulate at all. Yeah. So, um, I, I think I saw it maybe in like one news clip. So, um, I'll just read, um, the the first like I guess I'll just read the 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 full interview here and you can check out the interview for yourself over at uh, New York Times. Um, so the question, um, can you tell me about a bit your ownership with, with your relationship with Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez, the new ownership group of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Kevin Garnett says, I haven't had any conversations with them. I haven't spoken to A Rod personally. Okay, which is news to us because. Uh, when A-Rod and Mark Lurie took over, there were, there were reports saying that they were angling to make Kevin Garnett uh, not only part of the team, but like part of like the front office. Um, 
So no communication yet. Okay, next question. Do you have any interest in being part of the new ownership group, whether in basketball operations or as a mi minority owner in, or in some way being part of the franchise? And Julian, I like before we read Kevin's response here, mind you, Alex Rodriguez and Mark Lurie are not even the full-time owners of the team yet. Like it's still like two years before any of that happens. KG's response. I think that opportunity has passed. I actually think I've been hearing whispers that A-Rod is actually going to take the Timberwolves to Seattle. So I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Um, last question. Would you be upset if that happened? No one wants to see the Wolves leave Minneapolis, but you know it's business. I would never want the Timberwolves to leave Minneapolis and Minnesota. I think the team means a lot to the state. Julian, what do you what what do you take from this? Nothing, everything? Nothing. Yeah. I think it's a whole lot of smoke, to be perfectly honest. Like, I don't know. Like, KG's not reliable for things like this. Like, I love KG, but he's not, you know, it's the same whispers that everybody else has been hearing. You know, it's just like assuming that A-Rod would want to do that. And no, there's been no credible reporting. In fact, there's been credible reporting to the contrary. Um, so I... I don't know. To me, this feels like KG is still kind of hurt by the fact that he wasn't able to participate in this. Um, might be trying to kind of get back into the media. I don't know. I, I just don't. This doesn't really concern me. It's like kind of weird that A-Rod and Laura said they were going to reach out and didn't. Like, I yeah. guess that's the part of it that's maybe the most newsworthy to me. But like KG saying, oh, I've heard whispers they're going to leave doesn't really raise any flags for me i mean kg's like notoriously disconnected from the goings on at the timberwolves right yeah and that's i guess that's kind of my thing it's like i i the way i read it is certainly maybe that there's not the communication that we thought that was maybe going to be there sure. um but at some point like if all of a sudden another ownership group comes in and like kevin garnett's not involved in the franchise and certainly glenn taylor did a lot of not great things here right we know that but if all of a sudden it's like another ownership group that seems pretty open-minded to like want to do the right thing right, all anything. the time. Yeah. Maybe like maybe there is some blame to be like, well, maybe Kevin's not the easiest guy to work with. And he had like, or it's just like, maybe he doesn't actually really want to be involved with the team. Yeah. You know, like I think it's easy to be, it's kind of like this thing where it's easy for him to say, Oh, it's because of Glenn. And then if it's not because of Glenn, it's like maybe, you're just maybe KG is just still kind of hurt and not wanting to be involved, but he thinks that he knows that people want him to be involved. Yeah. He wants to seem like he wants to be involved and kind of make it somebody else's fault. I don't know. This is just a messy situation. I don't really feel like it's going to get cleaner anytime soon. And so, but until it is, I'm not going to KG for my like Timberwolves news. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. I hope they work it out but this particular story does not really concern me. I agree. I guess the story basically is that Kevin Garnett and Timberwolves basketball still disconnected. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, all right, Julian. Well, thank you so much. Good, sir. Um, we will it. have another interview or another podcast this week. Hopefully an interview with a guest. I'll work yeah. on that this week. We'll have the three stars card corner. I actually got three stars or three cards back today from grading three star sports three, cards, three card, three card, card, corner. card corner. Yep. Uh, picked up today i'll i'll Watch tweet out. those out uh, i'll tweet out a video of me um opening those up i I, I did it for my car today because i'm a addict um nice. yeah um 
thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy the Wolves this week. Oh, I, I guess the Wolves did unveil their uh, oh yeah edition. the jerseys. They look but sick. We, we've gone over those before. We love them. They're cool. Um, maybe maybe we'll talk more about that. Maybe that'll be the interview Thursday. Who knows? Maybe we'll get one. Yeah, maybe we'll get one. If you're listening to this, Timberwolves people that have that you've you've already fired me. Give me a yeah. give me a jersey. <laughs> those people who love that, us so much. Yeah, is that how it works? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>